Hello everyone. Hello gorgeous human. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? I'm very excited. I'm nervous at the same time. <laughs> so wherever you are, whatever that you do, take this moment to check in how you feel. How's your physical body feel from the top of your head down to your toes and from your toes all the way up to your head. Maybe you're driving or you're walking on your treadmill or you're simply sitting on your couch or you're lying down on your bed. Whatever that you do, take this opportunity to check in how you feel. And what are the most quality of the thoughts that running in your head? Simply become aware, not trying to change it, simply become aware. And like we always start, this podcast by three refreshing breath together first you fully exhale release all the air from your body and inhaling deeply feel the air as the air enters your nostrils and you can feel the expansion of your whole body your chest your belly and exhale so more of like this inhaling deeply And exhale. <sighs> One more breath. Inhaling deeply. Feel your chest expand. Your whole body expand. And then as you exhale, waves of relaxation from the top of your head down to your toes. <sighs> and check in how you feel again. All right. I love to welcome you here and my podcast episode 54 and i have amazing man right in front of me i adoring this man from from first day <laughs> um yes this beautiful man i adore a lot nicholas harris thank you <laughs> I'm so nervous just to share with all of you that I did share to him as well that every time I'm right in front of Englishmen, who any any person that who speak English as their first language, I get intimidated. I lost my words and my tongue will get twisted and I'm just sharing to all of you. So like you all, everybody knows, all of you knows that the main intention of I started this podcast is really... We start wherever we are, even though our, our English is, you know, wrong grammar and whatever, we learn on the way. So here I am showing up and about to have conversation with this beautiful British man. I'm so excited. I'm so nervous as well. <laughs> Nicholas Harris, thank you so much for being here. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Thank you very much for inviting me to be on your podcast. There's so much I love to know about you and I love to spread you to the whole world, how amazing you are. Mm -hmm. um, I did check your site and I'm surprised that to know that you have a degree of artificial intelligence and now you're a hypnotherapist. Mm. So how did you transition from being having a degree of artificial intelligence to hypnotherapist. So, as a kid, I was a geek. Mm -hmm. I used to hide from people. I was bullied. I felt not good enough. And I used to hide with computers. And I used to program. 
I was programming since I was six. But I was also yeah, really anxious and traumatized. And I couldn't talk. I stuttered. I couldn't even say my name. And then one day I was walking down the road in English village and I, I felt something pull me into a bookstore. Into a book into a bookstore. Bookstore. Yeah. Okay. Second hand there was a second hand section and I was guided immediately to this really old book about hypnosis. So long story short, I learned self-hypnosis. I taught myself how to talk. I healed my stutter. A lot of my anxiety, not all of it, but some of it. And I was able to talk. So then I was fascinated in hypnosis, but I was still a geek. Right? And my parents, my school wanted me to work with computers. They wanted me to do a degree in computers. And then I found this really interesting subject, artificial intelligence. Half computers, half psychology. Mm. So I did that. I graduated top of my year of artificial intelligence. Manchester University when I was 20 years old. And I got an amazing job between Amsterdam and Silicon Valley. Like very, very, very good level job. But I was working 16 hours a day, sitting all of the day and one day to the next my body exploded and I could not even even use the fingers of my hand anymore. It turned out it was when, it was when I um, slipped two of the discs in my neck. So I couldn't work with computers anymore. And I always wanted to be a therapist and I had this degree in AI. So I decided to retrain and do postgraduate studies mm. in clinical hypnotherapy. Mm. And then I found my way to bring the knowledge from AI into therapy as I created my own system of therapy over the last 25 years or so. Mm. I'm curious what kind of knowledge that you brought from AI to hypnotherapy. Knowledge-based systems. Do you know what a knowledge-based system is? Explain. It's the most, it's the most, important, it's the most important thing to me. Yeah? There's different fields in AI. There's neural networks, there's genetic algorithms, there's knowledge-based systems. There's probably a lot more. I've not looked at it for over 20 years. Knowledge-based systems is the idea. How could I take every, everything that's in your head? And mm. how could I put all of the knowledge in your head, Joanna, put it all into a computer in a way that that, that computer can think and learn and answer questions in exactly the same way that you do? There's all this knowledge in your mind based on everything you've ever ever experienced everything yeah. you've ever felt everything you've ever studied it's all inside your mind and when you you learn something new that new knowledge goes together with the old knowledge and if i ask you a question there's a certain way that you think there's a certain way that your mind will go to past experiences mm -hmm. so knowledge-based systems is the study of how could you put the knowledge of a person into a computer that that could learn and and, and you could ask questions to in exactly the same way as a person but you couldn't tell the difference it's almost a study of immortality. Imagine mm. if all of your life learnings you could, before you die, you put your whole brain into a computer and that can continue to learn and grow in the same way as you. So, so to me, these, these maps of like, these like, these like philosophy of, okay, well, how could we structure somebody's head in a computer? I see that as, as, a, um, as a map of human trauma and mm. emotional experiences. So how in your relationship today, you know, your partner does something and mm. you have a feeling inside your body. But if you really look deeper, you see that 
that feeling might relate to when you were abandoned by your father as a child That's for sure. right and yeah. so on and so forth yeah. so i use the principles of knowledge-based systems to map people's entire emotional experiences mm. and in therapy people come to me because they don't feel good about something and they want to feel better and mm. i can kind of take their their emotions and break them into bits and mm. see how the emotions that that we feel today are related to things from the past, problems in the present, fears about the future. So AI really gave me a kind of like basis of the whole form of therapy that I created. Oh. Mm. All, all works together at the end. Yeah, it's the same thing, yeah. map of human trauma, yeah. map of human experience. Yeah. May I know how, how, how long have you been practicing um, hypnotherapies? Um, so professionally, I'm yeah. now 45 since I was... You look young, so... Thank you. <laughs> Process emotions, age less. <laughs> it's good. You know. I, I'm now 45. I think I started when I was 23, so maybe 22 years. Wow. But I started studying hypnosis when I was 12. But full time as a therapist for 22 years. Mm. Mm. So for me, that I never had a um, hypnotherapy session, could you explain a little bit about what is hypnotherapist? What is, what is most client... Um, expect in the session um, people often come for hypnosis because they've tried many other things and they haven't worked so people don't know what to expect of a session. Mm. maybe it's best to begin by telling you what hypnosis is do you, oh, yeah. do you know what hypnosis is tell me <laughs> <laughs> tell me hypnosis is a magic word that everybody's really excited about okay and it makes most people think about weird scenes from movies or the idea about you know somebody else having control of your mind this is not what hypnosis is about. Hypnosis mm. is about the relationship between how you think and how you feel, mm. and how you feel and how you think. Mm. So clinically, the clinical definition of hypnosis is a hypnotic state. Mm -hmm. It's a state where your mind is focused on one thing to the exclusion of everything else. So if you're walking down the road and you're having negative thoughts in your mind and you're focused on those thoughts, mm -hmm. you don't even see what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. And those ideas in your mind, they create anxious feelings in your body. Yeah. And those anxious feelings in your body, they create negative thinking in your mind. Yeah. So it's about this relationship. Yeah. But as the frequency, there's always a, it's, it's about the mind-emotion connection. Yeah. But as the frequency of the mind slows down, the power of the mind to create emotion becomes a lot, lot stronger. So we talk about something called suggestibility. Mm -hmm. So if you're relaxed, I say, hey, do you want to go for a drink together mm -hmm. after we record this podcast episode? Mm -hmm. You're like, sure. If you feel more nervous, you're like, oh, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. I need to get away from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so as you go to deeper states of relaxation, you're more likely to accept a suggestion that somebody else gives you. Yeah. But we give ourselves suggestions all the time and how we think and how we tell ourselves. If we tell ourselves our English is good enough to, to, to do this or we tell ourselves, oh, I'm not good enough to do this. You know? mm -hmm. So in hypnosis, we train the mind to go to very deep states of suggestibility, mm -hmm. very, very profound states of consciousness where in hypnotherapy, we use, we use therapeutic tools within the state of hypnosis. So basically, we show somebody firstly how to, how to be able to, whenever they need, um, to be able to go to a very wonderful state of safety and relaxation, mm. and inner control, which is the opposite of anxiety. 
Mm-hmm. And within that state, we can begin to look at any human emotion that you feel. We can, we can, we can actually go back in time through past memories mm-hmm. and bring things that even we can't remember consciously into our conscious memory. We can heal any memory from the past. I do a lot of work helping people to heal trauma. We can look at the present moment to understand how we are complicated creatures composed of many parts and we can directly look at the parts of the psyche and hypnosis and talk Mm. to them and get them to communicate with each other or create life balance between parts. Look at conflicts inside of us or look at conflicts outside of us. And we can look at fears and hopes and projections into the future. So in hypnosis, there's thousands of ways to go into this suggestive state of mind Mm. and use emotion to connect with emotion and to heal heal it. Because people always come for therapy because they they have these things that repeat again and again, right? The same problems in relationships. To break the pattern. To break patterns, exactly. So suggestive states of consciousness. So we go into hypnosis all the time. That's what's Mm -hmm. important to understand. Anytime you're focused on one thing to the exclusion of everything else, you're at least in a light state of hypnosis. Like you watch a movie oh, yeah, and you feel an emotion, you're in hypnosis. Yeah, I can feel it in my body. <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you yeah. drive your car automatically for an hour going yeah. home. You're actually in hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. You're dreaming really deeply yeah. and you believe the dream to be real. Deep yeah. hypnosis. And also my thoughts. Like I got caught up with my thoughts with the story running in my head. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, wow. And then I can feel in my body as if it's happening to me, even though it's just only happening in my head. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we are actually in this kind of like state of like daydreaming, yeah. not being present. Yeah. So we could say that presence yeah. is actually the opposite of hypnosis. Or we could say that meditation is the opposite of hypnosis. Mm-hmm. When your mind is totally open and still and you're present, which I believe is the state of actual meditation, mm-hmm. is the state of no trance. Because when I'm sitting in front of somebody and I'm like, oh, that's a good person. Oh, I, I want to talk more to that person because I'm attracted to them. Or maybe that person can help me in my business. Mm-hmm. We relate to people through all these thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. in our head, mm-hmm. which is not actual reality. If we take that away, then we just have the person in front of us exactly. and then we're present with them. Yeah. So it's almost as if we use hypnosis in order to break the stuff that stops us being present. Because most of the suffering inside of us is not real at all. It's created in our mind. Always. <laughs> it's always, always. Everything is created in our mind. and Illusion. Yeah. But sometimes our thoughts can like either serve us or damage us. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, so what would it mean to be in control of how you think and how you feel? The most common thing that people think about hypnosis is like, they're like, no thank you, I don't want you to be in control of my mind. Mm. People think that hypnosis is about losing control mm-hmm. of the mind or losing, yeah, losing control of the mind. But actually hypnosis is about learning how to be in control. Yeah. What would it mean if you're always in control of how you think, and mm-hmm. how you feel and what you do? Mm-hmm. And if you can learn to be totally in control. Yeah, and also noticing that your your that your thoughts, our thoughts, is not us. It's something we can simply notice. And while we're noticing our thoughts, we're also noticing the thoughts that connected with our feelings. Yes. Or this thought giving me this feeling. And if we can detach ourselves, like watching like a screen of yes. my thoughts and my emotion, and I can choose which kind of thoughts that will serve me better. Yes. Right. Oh, creating like me- 
like one way we talk about this but absolutely exactly is like creating meta levels of consciousness mm -hmm. so meta means higher mm -hmm. so most of us we think i am this way that i'm thinking you know mm. like clients come to me and they say i am anxious <laughs> and i say to them well how about anxiety is with you right now <laughs> you know <laughs> It's like, it, am I anxiety? <laughs> you know, hi, man. Yeah. My name is anxiety. You know, I am traumatized. You know? yeah. So like, but most people think that they are this pattern of thinking and feeling. This is mm. who I am. This is how I've always been. Oh. What if this is a program that's been yeah. programmed inside of you? Always, because of yeah. how we learn from our parents yeah. And, yeah. and our society, all of the rules yeah. that, that we learn. But, but what you're talking about is when you're able to begin to develop this higher level of awareness. Mm. So we can call it many things you mm. could call it wisdom you could call or it meta consciousness self. higher self mm -hmm. you, could, you could call it god you could yeah. call it many different or self-awareness self simply being aware with yourself aware with my thought my thought my mind but is i am not my thought this is just my thought mm. that i can witness yes i can detach myself and then you have this higher level that can watch what's going on hey, yeah from above but also like i like I like to program people in hypnosis yeah. <laughs> to um, to basically like program them to put a new seed in their mind, like mm. like planting positive seeds that grow. Mm. I like to call this voice wisdom, the mm -hmm, wise yeah. part of the mind. And I like to, in hypnosis, increase people's awareness of this voice of wisdom and to help them to notice how this voice of wisdom always talks to them with confidence and love. So if you develop one part of you is running some thoughts, oh my goodness, I've got this job interview, I feel really anxious, this, 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 this. Another part of you can, can, can speak back to that yeah. voice in a kind of like a maternal, <laughs> loving way. Mm -hmm. And now you become your own therapist. <laughs> yeah. And you start hypnotizing yourself into different ways of thinking and feeling. Because, we're, because we all have needs. Yeah. And we all, have, we all have a need to be validated or yeah. to be accepted, to be listened to. Yeah. And if we don't satisfy our own needs, we try to make somebody else satisfy those needs for us. Yeah, we get from outside validation. Mm. You know? And yeah. look for those things in our relationships, yeah. try to force other people to change, uh, do exactly. things, make us feel better. <laughs> da, 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 so da, da. I'm like, what would it mean to be your own lover, to be your, to be your own therapist, to be able to talk to yourself with love and kindness and respect all of the time, yeah. and to keep growing that awareness. And yeah. then all these old programs, they, these old patterns of, trauma or this or that they begin to dissolve and fade away yeah which is healing right? yeah. to be whole thank you i i actually um realize at the moment that i sometimes the most of the time i, I am my own hypnotherapist yeah. because i will notice myself joan you're not good enough this is not gonna turn out well da 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 i said <laughs> wait whose thought is this who's this coming from i notice you but are you really true if you're true, oh, it means there, there's, there's another truth. Like which one I want to believe. Like what if I will, I, I will turn it around. Like what if I, I'm great? What is like, what it feels like to be great? I am mm. great, and I will learn on the way. And I could, I got this no matter what. I love to believe this thought more than the other thought that will go downward spiral. I choose the thoughts of going upward spiral, and then I change my outfit. I feel the vibe. Like I got this. I got this. I got this. It's like I believe with myself and then I learn on the way. So yeah, mm. wow. I am my own hypnotherapist. Yes. But definitely I love to experience 
to have a session mm. because I'm all in with all kinds of especially mental health check should you know these days bucket list should be <laughs> on the top priority and everything mm. will follow in hypnosis really quickly we can train people to be able to access mystical states of consciousness incredibly powerful safe states of mind where you create very powerful beautiful positive feelings that can touch any negative feeling inside of mm. you I will definitely have a one-on-one mm. -on -one session with you. Not at the moment, <laughs> but I will definitely uh, desire to experience and to, to ex that. explore myself more mm. and explore my, my mind and more of mm. what's really not serving me and be become my mirror. Like, hey, Joanne, this is exactly what you want. I want you to see, and this is exactly what you don't. I don't want. Stop saying this. So, yeah, I'll, I will definitely schedule that. I look forward to that. I think a lot of therapy is about looking at. Kind of like if you imagine you put all of the negative difficult feelings and mm -hmm. problems in one hand in mm -hmm. one palm mm -hmm. and in the other palm you put the most beautiful feelings of like self-love and confidence mm -hmm. and respect mm -hmm. and empowerment mm -hmm. and trust and all these mm -hmm. kind of things i think a lot of therapy at the end of the day is doing whatever you need to do to mm -hmm. like to basically look at what's in the left hand and be able to reduce the kind of strength of it yeah. reduce the weight of it yeah often one bit at a time that's where my yeah, ai yeah, bit yeah. comes from yeah. i'm able to look at okay somebody all some of these negative feelings are okay all this stuff together in the hand and i'm able to separate that into bits mm. and to see very quickly quickly this part is heavier than this bit is is heavier than this mm -hmm. bit and this bit's you know and, I, and to kind of order the bits mm -hmm. and then in therapy i look at one at a time mm -hmm. and in the and the hypnosis and the, the magic and the wizardry we heal it Mm -hmm. and then at the same time at the end of the session we increase the power of the positive things in the right hand and in the next session we take the next bit from the left hand it's, it's kind of like that I love everything that <laughs> you said I'll definitely schedule a one our emotions one have weights and what most people experience is they have the idea my emotions control me I'm out of control of my emotions my emotions are a sickness there's something wrong with me. This is what modern psychology wants people to believe. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with you and you need medication. This is a lie. Definitely. There are some people who, there are some illnesses with medication, of course there are. But yeah. the way that they, anyone who goes to a psychiatrist gets some drugs, I call that bullshit. Yeah, and the, <laughs> like, and the dosage get higher and higher and higher, yeah. and then I and see the problems get more and more and more. And, and re becoming side effects. Re relying on to the pill, relying, mm -hmm. relying, getting dosage higher and higher and high, higher and higher. Like, um, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you gotta focus on the root, on the problem, and the problem. Like, what's in your mind? Mm. What's 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 your mm. childhood experience? What's your pattern? What do you listen? Yes. What's your environment? What do you eat? What do you watch? Yeah. Let's focus this first, and then what's what are you taking inside your body? Yeah. What 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 is this? And then yeah. this is. I always have root cause first. Let's yeah. go to the deepest one yeah. and then, yeah. And understanding that all of those problems are actually opportunities. Yeah. Oh, from that trauma, I can learn forgiveness and more self-awareness. Yeah. Oh, from my pain in my body, I can learn to be more in balance. Everything's an opportunity. Yeah. But my mother taught me when I was a child, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. taking drugs every day is not the answer to your problems. <laughs> Maybe it depends on what kind of drugs. Well, maybe. <laughs> Basic common sense. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
most that and have a dad. <laughs> On the next episode. Definitely not Prozac, that's for sure. Oh, um, oh no, 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 no. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, um, that was amazing. Everything that you, that you shared is so amazing. I Now, I love to, definitely, yeah. I will have a one-on-one session with you. I decided <laughs> to experience uh, this hypnotherapy session and to explore more about myself. So, I love to get out of hypnotherapist conversation. Okay. And first, I love to adore you <laughs> as my dear friend. We've Aww. been friends for how long now? Two years? Two years. I Two think. years. Yeah. And from the first day I <laughs> met you, I really adore you. And I call you the king of the best husband. <laughs> I love that you title. are the king of the best husband. I really, <laughs> I really adore the way you adore your beloved. Mm. He's my dear friend as well. I'm very fortunate to be surrounded with amazing friends in my life here in Chiang Mai and more. <laughs> yeah. So the way you adore her, like in any setup, in anywhere we, and in, in, in any place, any setup, whoever we are with, you watch her. As if she's the most, she's she's really glamorous yeah. woman. She's um, I, I, that's why I was like, oh wow. I mean, I really adore you from the first day. From that, like, oh wow, you're king of the best husband. King of the best husband. Thank you. And I also adore you the way you compartmentalize your life. Hmm. Like the, as a hypnotherapist, you are going really deep into. A session with your client like it's, it's it's a very sacred space and you are fully in there and then of course the most of your client they trust you they will unload everything that they don't share with anyone and yeah. you're holding that and then as a husband as, as a very as a king of the best husband when you are with with Anna I notice that you're only with Anna and then with your with their friends, with me and with other with some of other friends, you're also with us as a friend. And just recently, you were in UK. You deal with something really big with your family, and I really felt your energy. You were only there. Mm. And then when you arrive here in Chiang Mai, I didn't feel any energy from from UK. You already landed here in Chiang Mai, and. It really amazed me in a way that this man is so great at life compartmentalization. You are so good at compartmentalizing your life, like one at a time. Because for me, if there's something happening in my family, I will be crying everywhere in any setup. And I'll just become really messy. But you, you compartmentalize really well. Could you share it to me? Like, how do you do that? I, I desire to learn from you. How to explain that? So I think a part of it is about. Whoa! I think a part of it is about. Um, I think a part of it is about. I think it begins with intention. Mm-hmm. Right. Like many years ago, one of my hypnosis teachers, mm-hmm. we used to go to training in London, mm-hmm. and then we used to go to the pub and go drinking afterwards. Mm-hmm. Some of England's top hypnotherapists that became really close <laughs> with our trainers, fun people. Okay. And we were in the pub, and he taught me this exercise. It involves imagining the different parts of your life like masks. Like the kind of mask you wear to a fancy dress ball, you know. So there's this part of you which is like a sun, right? 
So when you're with your mother or talking to her, you wear this mask. There's a part of you which is, and when you leave her, you take this mask off. There's a part of you which is a a husband or a lover, let's Mm -hmm. say. When you're with your partner, you put this mask on. Mm -hmm. It's a part of you that's a professional, like a therapist. It's a part Mm -hmm. that's creative. There's there's all these different parts. There's a part of you that's a child, the emotional part of you. Mm -hmm. There's a part of you that's wise. I kind of look at as the part, well, who are you when you wear no mask? Mm. So in hypnosis, we use visualization as, mm. a, as um, to communicate to the con- subconscious mind. So I learned this technique where before therapy, every time I went to work, I would put myself into trance. It only takes like about 30 seconds mm. to put myself into trance. And I'd consciously access whatever mask I was wearing. And I would imagine taking it off. And I'd consciously access my therapist mask and I'd put it on with a prayer. I would mm. pray to be... a to be divinely guided, protected, and supported, and inspired in the best interest of myself and my clients and every person they come into contact with. And I'd wear that therapy mask, and in that therapy mask is all the the therapeutic language, all of the tools, all of the training, Mm. and all of the client's stories. Mm. And I'd be totally present with the client. Mm. And at the end of the session, I would take it off. And And I'd imagine consciously putting on whatever mask I needed to wear in order to go back to my wife or whatever's going on. Mm. So I did that for years and years and years mm. and years, like almost every single session. Mm. And then at one moment I just stopped doing it. I think it's something that began happening just very naturally. Yeah. Because a technique, any kind of a technique is kind of like an instruction to your mind and practice becomes habit, it becomes permanent. Yeah. So now automatically when I'm with a client, I am just so entirely focused on their story. Mm-hmm. and I yes I process a lot of emotion mm-hmm. but I very consciously when, when they leave I very consciously let go of it all mm. and when somebody's talking I'm like I'm making little notes you mm. know and, but if I'm to bump into that person at a party or socially out and about the place I really have no idea at all what we spoke about in therapy I have no idea I often don't even know the client's name this is skills I am so good at doing this it is insane Wow. Like, I remember one time with Anna, Anna, my wife, she's a singer, yeah. bumping into a client and his boyfriend in a <laughs> bar, and I knew I'd worked with the guy, and, and the boyfriend was like, you helped my husband's uh, husband, so he said, you helped my husband so, so much, thank you so much, and in front of my wife, and she was like, that's great, I was like, I have no idea what I did with that guy, <laughs> but they <laughs> oh. so, wow. so, so it became such a refined skill for me, yeah. and also something which is so necessary with the amount of people I work with, mm. and the amount of, the amount of trauma I listen to, mm. the amount of sex abuse, and all these kind of mm. things that I work with every day, that I learned to be really present, and mm. to really let go. So it's kind of like an automatic thing for me now. Also, I'm autistic. <laughs> Autism runs in our family. Like all of our family are okay. autistic, apart from my mother. I think everyone else is autistic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, in different ways, but there's some forms of autism where um, I'm just hyper-focused on whatever I'm doing, but I won't see anything else around me. So I think mm. it's a way to use that, to use that, you could look at it as being like a, you could use it as being like a disability, you could mm. view it as being like a hyper ability, mm. you know. I think naturally these things kind of went together as it just becomes something that's so mm. necessary for me. 
when I'm on the when I'm on the table having dinner with lots of friends, I need to remember that there's other people around me than the person I'm focused on. Mm. I completely forget. Which actually is a state of acute hypnosis. I'm entirely focused on whatever's in front of me. But also parts of that are about processing emotions in the right space. Mm. So, so my stepfather passed away recently, as you know, and mm-hmm. I went to England to support and to help him leave his body feeling mm-hmm. safe and loved. And mm-hmm. I had to do many things. Mm-hmm. I had to look after him. I had to be with him. I was with him when he died. Mm-hmm. I had to support my mother. I had to deal with family drama. I had to grieve. Mm-hmm. But I used that space to grieve and to properly do it, to cry mm-hmm. and to properly do it. Which okay. also means that when I come to another space, I'm not carrying that into the other space. You know? That is very high level of self-awareness and high level of emotional intelligence. Because you just did mention, you create space to grieve. Yes. You create space and you really grieve and after that, you don't bring it to other part of your life. And also to become aware if there's a social situation. Yeah. Because grief is like waves. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I'll still be, mm-hmm. still be processing and mm-hmm. grieving. But if I suddenly feel that, that part of me, imagine, mm-hmm. imagine the metaphor of the masks. Mm-hmm. Like you can consciously take masks off and put them on. Mm-hmm. But there's also processes inside of you that will do that for you sometimes. Sometimes the, you know, the grief part will come back. Mm-hmm. But to feel that and be like, oh, I need to take some space for myself to feel this right now. And, mm-hmm. and to cancel that appointment because this is what mm-hmm. needs present. So it's also about being present with whatever's arising inside of you, you know? Mm. Being present with whatever's arising inside of you and making space for it. Mm. And being present with whatever is happening outside of you. Like with my wife, my, my practice with her from the beginning has been to ask, what is her needs now? That's mm. it. I just ask myself, what is her needs now? How mm. can I help her to feel safe, loved and seen right now? And I... I And I I remember to practice that and then I see what she needs because I wasn't so good at that in my past relationships, (laughs) particularly of wife number one. (laughs) So it's good to learn from our mistakes. Learn from our mistakes. I am not perfect. We are all learning all of the time. So I decided consciously when I got together with Anna, who's an angel, I'm going to practice. I told myself I'm going to regularly practice what is her needs now. And I noticed that when I do that, my relationship goes really well. That made you the king of the best husband. King of the best husband. <laughs> and you're so good at it. Her needs are quite simple, actually. <laughs> you, know, you made it sound very simple. You know? What's the needs of my wife? Okay. Yeah. I think my wife. I think if everybody asked that in their relationships, mm-hmm. if everybody asked, but actually all relationships are a reflection of our relationships with ourselves, right? Mm, definitely. So what I teach in therapy, my fundamental philosophy is called the art of inner relationship. Mm-hmm. I teach people that the, the world is a reflection of our emotion and all of our relationships with other people are a reflection of our relationships with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And all of the feelings we feel today are feelings normally from the past, mm-hmm. very little to do with the people around us. Mm-hmm. So we can ask ourselves, well, what is my needs now? How can I satisfy my needs enough? Mm-hmm. Creating the space, I've got a need to grieve, I've got a need for a night alone, I've got a need for a boys' night, I've got a need to invite friends to my house for a party, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And the more we can take care of our own needs, then the more space there is to be like, oh, mm-hmm. what are her needs? How can I look, look after mm-hmm. her now? Mm-hmm. And she's very good at doing the same. Mm-hmm. She is way more advanced than I am at that. Definitely. 
Now I can, <laughs> now I can see the reason why, one of the reasons why you're so good at providing needs to your beloved because you are so great at providing needs to yourself first. Hmm. You know how you know how to listen to yourself. You know how to provide what you require in every moment and you really create space and that's that's what made you so great at providing needs to everyone around you. Because you, you take care of yourself first. Hmm. Yeah. Like like you did mention that uh, what's happening inside it's what's it's also the reflection of happening outside. It's like our inner world is the reflection. Of the, our outer world is the reflection of our inner world. Yes. Yes. Mm. The art of inner relationship, and about listen back to the masks idea, like listening to those parts of you mm. and creating space for them all. Mm. The professional part of me wants to sit and work like sixty hours a week on this project. Mm. The child part of me is like screw that let's have some time to play okay well how can we balance both, both of these parts yeah. <laughs> the social part of me wants to go dancing okay you know the lover part of me wants to take my wants to take my, my wife to a five-star hotel for for a week okay so we can yeah. actually clock in with these things mm -hmm. and we can actually schedule time for each of these parts yeah you know and i think i i think a lot of things in life and i think it's an important skill for a lot of things but most people are just most people, if you listen to conventional psychologists, they're like, you have different voices in your mind. You're schizophrenic. Here's some medication. No way. We're all schizophrenic. No way. We all have voices in our I, minds. I, I do sometimes. I thought I'm having this conference meeting with the many parts yeah. of me. Okay, everyone. What do you want to do today? I want to be like this like CEO vibe part of me, the, the young the inner child, the baby part of me, the the lady part of I mean the the playful part of me. It's like we're having um conference meeting and I love all of them. <laughs> yeah. And there's so, so many parts of us. This is so important. Mm -hmm. We all have so many parts. Mm -hmm. But people aren't taught about this in school. Mm -hmm. They aren't taught how to actually just have the presence to come back and listen to these different voices, these yeah. different feelings, to yeah. understand your different needs and to yeah. consider, well, how can I, how can I understand the needs, values, beliefs, mm -hmm. and desires of these different parts mm -hmm. of me? And how can I, how can I arrange my life to like create space for them all? Because the more, more, the more we're able to satisfy our parts, then the more space there is inside actually. And then mm -hmm. the more presence we have and the ability to focus on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And to ask every time, I mean, bi biblical teachings, right? Mm -hmm. All my life when I was a kid, I loved studying all of the religion. Mm -hmm. I love studying all of the different teachers. Mm -hmm. And I have so much respect for them all. Like Jesus Christ, the biblical teachings, ask and you shall receive. Ah, oh, I think the whole teaching is don't ask and you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> or so, be careful for what you ask for. And that as well, <laughs> right? But like... So anytime we ask a question, a mm -hmm. part of our mind actually actually goes off looking for the answer for it. Mm -hmm. In AI, they call this like, you know, subconscious, unconscious processes in mm -hmm. the mind. Mm -hmm. So you ask yourself the question, what are my wife's needs right now? Mm -hmm. I went, oh, you get the answer. But if you don't ask the question, you don't receive. What are my needs right now? Mm -hmm. It's all about self practices mm -hmm. or yeah, developing in relationship to ourselves and the world, right? And the more we love ourselves, the more we're able to love other people, the more we love them, the more they tend to love us back. Yeah. And ironically, the more we learn to look after our own needs, the more other people want to nurture our needs as well. Yeah, exactly. It's like a circle. Yeah, but first, 
ourselves first. First inside. Yeah, inside first. The way I treat myself, the way I love myself, the way I provide my needs is the same level of the way I will love people, uh, other people, the way I will provide the needs of other people. Because me first, of course, yeah. <sighs> I want to yeah. take, take a moment of silence to just bring all this beautiful information into our heart space and allow this information this sharing these messages like a beautiful seed in our heart that in time it will grow and will bloom mm. I'm so grateful for everything that you shared and I'm sure all the listeners are getting a lot of amazing stuff for everything that you shared for being who you are as a person being being who you are as a hypnotherapist and of course I'm so grateful and happy because look I'm you're my friend <laughs> and it's just so nice to to be with you to learn to learn from you and to witness you Right and, back at you. Huh? <laughs> right back at you as well. Oh, thank you so much. English slang. Yeah, my pleasure as well. Thank you, thank you. Grateful to have you as a friend. <laughs> <sighs> I love to continue more of this our conversation, but yeah, we have to end in some point. Um, I love you to share to all of us um, your services, your 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 offerings on and offline, and how people can connect with you directly. Mm. So my website is practicalhealing.com. Mm -hmm. uh, Practical Healing, P-R-A-C-T-I-C-A-L hyphen healing. It's in the description, right, with a hyphen. Um, on my website, you'll see I have like some free masterclasses and information about everything I do. I've got some online courses. I'm offering a free class right now on how to heal anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be building out more courses, doing like next year could start doing monthly q and a's and maybe some online hypnosis challenges as well there's so many things that i want to do mm. building out relationship coaching processes mm. right now i offer therapy sessions one-on-one -on -one and also relationship therapy sessions with couples at my clinic in chiang mai and also online as well you can find all the information about that at my website mm. I'll definitely write his website uh, at the description so you can pra follow him. Practical healing. Because healing should be practical. Mm. Therapy should be practical. Mm. It should be real things that we should bring into our lives. Mm. And I think also any form of spirituality should help us to live our lives in, in more like real, like practical aligned ways. I don't think it's about trying to escape. I think it's all about actually learning how to be here yeah. and to find meaning and purpose in our lives and yeah, mm. joy and fulfillment. Okay, I have one more question. I desire for you to share from the bottom of your heart, what is your heart message for everyone? Ah, that's easy. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you really ready to hear this? I, yes. Is everybody ready to hear this? I'm not really sure if people are ready. 
It's very simple though. Okay. There is nothing wrong with you. Every emotion is created in your mind and is healed in your mind and can be healed in your mind. There's, there's a reason for every single feeling that we feel. There's a reason. I'm Tibetan Buddhist. There's cause and effects of everything. So the core message is there is nothing wrong with you. Because, and this is so important because this is the message that will seed that, that wise voice of love and wisdom in your mind. Because society, psychiatrists, doctors, they often tell people the opposite. Mm. There's something wrong with you. You should not feel this way. Mm. What's wrong with you for feeling this way? There's a chemical imbalance in your brain that we can't, <laughs> can't create. Here's some drugs we'd like to sell you every day forever. Aren't these people oh. called drug dealers? Anyway, like, <laughs> just common sense. So the core message, which is so important, is what if there is nothing wrong with me? Mm. What if there's a reason for these things that I'm, that I'm thinking and feeling? Mm. What if even if in this bad relationship I'm stuck in, what if there's a reason for me to be in this relationship right now? What if I need to learn? What if there are things that I need to learn until I have, until I have a certain level of self-love and self-respect in order to be able to leave it? So this is the core message. There's nothing wrong with you. If only everybody could believe this, then it gives a foundation to look at, yes, we all have challenges in our lives. I have many challenges in my life as well. That's okay. We're all learning and growing. We are not enlightened. However, there's nothing wrong with us. Beautiful. <laughs> I'll bring that message in my heart, in every part of my body. There's nothing wrong with me. Period. Nothing wrong with us. Period. That's it. <laughs> it's the one most important thing for everybody to understand. There is nothing wrong with you. Thank you so much, <laughs> Nicholas Harris, my dear friend. Thank you so much for being here, sharing your here. wisdom, your information, your time, your energy with me and to all the listeners. Thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here and wherever you are whatever that you do i wish this message serve you in however you require and i wish that you feel love in every way every single moment all the way mm -hmm.